Hello and welcome to another edition of the BayCare Clinic podcast. My name is Femi Cole. I'm your host today. A recent report finds that the risk of death from COVID-19 is about 10 times higher in countries where most of the population is overweight. I'm here with Laura Gintner, a certified physician assistant with Aurora BayCare Bariatric Surgery, to discuss the connection between obesity and the risk of death from COVID-19 infection. Laura, thank you for talking with us today. Thank you for having me. The risk of death from COVID-19 is about 10 times higher in countries where most of the population is overweight. Does this surprise you? Um, Well, no, sadly it doesn't. Um, And I would guess that that's probably something that that most are not surprised by. I think it's fairly well known that... um, People that have comorbid illnesses um, or serious chronic diseases are at more risk, and so we can we can see uh, the connection there. But I think the more surprising thing is um, the effect that obesity and and overweight um, have in it in it of itself has on the disease of of COVID. Why should we take seriously these reports linking obesity, COVID-19, and the likelihood of death? Well, I mean, th- this is a this is a common issue, and it makes many um, many vulnerable. I think uh, over time, especially over the year we've had, um, it we kind of get that that COVID fatigue, right? Where um wearing masks and doing things to protect ourselves, um, we start kind of waning on on how hard we're working at preventing this. Um, but we have to remember this is a really serious illness. Um and if not for yourself, for others, right. um we're seeing it um, especially um, in the ICU, but not everyone sees uh, what that literally looks like, like in daily life. How does being overweight put people at an increased risk of death from COVID-19 infection? Well, there's a couple things. Um, weight in and of itself um, restricts the lungs and the ability to to inflate the lungs properly um, so abdominal weight can can literally push up on on the lungs and how well you can expand them um, so that obviously creates issues for breathing and can lead to more serious um, respiratory effects of the illness um, but then there's also on a cellular level changes that happen um, overweight and obesity are pro-inflammatory states meaning there's there's more inflammation in the system coming from the adipose tissue um, and that actually sets sets up a scene for um, impaired immune function. Um, so our immune system can't work properly when we have inf- inflammation in our system. Well, wow, so we're essentially hamstringing ourselves if we're overweight or obese in the middle of a pandemic? In a sense, yes. So then is the rec- recommendation simply put to to lose weight so you avoid serious complications, including death, if you contract uh, COVID-19? Well, losing weight is important, obviously, um, but the focus should really be on how we do it um, uh-huh. because that that does matter. Um, for instance, increasing cardiovascular activity can help uh, your survival, can help um, exercise the lungs and your ability to um, 
respirate more easily. Um, the other side of it is, you know, diet and how that affects um, inflammation in our system. Sure. And so the more carbs and fats and things in the diet that increase inflammation are obviously going to work against you in this scenario. Right. You know, this next question kind of goes back to something you said a little bit earlier about, you know, COVID fatigue. But, you know, if I'm overweight, but I've been doing all the things that we've been told to do to avoid COVID, you know, masking, hand washing, social distancing, and I haven't been infected thus far, why do I still need to be concerned about reports linking obesity, COVID, and potential death? We know from the past that these things do help, um, but they they can't completely prevent it, right? We know that right. sometimes, despite our best efforts, infection still occurs. Um, so sometimes um, I try and remind people, rather than... Um, completely focusing all our attention on preventing it, we, sh- we also need to focus on how to actually survive this illness. Um, and again, improving diet, increasing exercise, um, these are the things that are going to help us, us get through the illness with less symptoms and less severity. In the U.S., about three-fourths of the population is either overweight or obese, and that's according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. What does this mean in light of these reports linking obesity, COVID-19, and the increased risk of death? I think essentially it it outlines that as a nation, this affects most of us, if not um, ourselves, uh, the people that we care about. Mm. Um, And and it's things that we should all be taking into consideration. Um, I think, you know, and again, myself included, there's always things we can do to improve our our daily lifestyles and our our health on a, um, as far as diet and exercise go. Okay. Well, you treat overweight patients through your work with Aurora Bay Care Bariatric Surgery. So what sorts of conversations are you having with your patients about their weight and their COVID-19 risk? You know, this is really the neat thing because over over the past year especially, I've seen this this kind of call to action. I've seen people with increased motivation. Um, we work with really an amazing population. These people are um, determined and, and goal-oriented and already focused on improving their health through weight loss. So, um, so it's really an amazing area to work in. Um, but again, this, this brings about uh, almost another layer of urgency, mm-hmm. like why wait until our health gets worse or right. why wait until um, we end up with an illness that we have a hard time fighting off. Um, it kind of brings about that, that need to be proactive. I've heard that health experts issued similar warnings about obesity and infection from a viral disease when it came to infections such as H1N1, you remember that, uh, <laughs> Middle East Respiratory oh, yeah. Syndrome or MERS. Yeah and even the flu, uh, but it, it appears as a nation, and correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, that we haven't done uh, a great job of heeding these warnings. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's, I think that's really true, um, but maybe, maybe that's the silver lining to COVID. You know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things that we could focus on that are negative about COVID, but um, maybe this is bringing to light more issues that, that we can that we can improve, sure. um, especially just as a um, in the health field. How difficult is it to share this type of health and safety advice when many many people are they're just uh, 
they're just done with the restrictions yeah. caused by the pandemic, and they're they're just ready to get back to some sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all feel that, um, myself included. But uh, this this goes beyond just this illness too. This is needed despite COVID, I would say. Yeah. Um, and despite those efforts. Um, and I'm not saying, I mean, we, those are the efforts that we want to make. We want to keep being careful and trying not to contract this illness, but mm-hmm. again, focusing on, on what are those things that are going to help us survive it. Okay. Um, let's segue for a sec. Uh, so you, you can explain for our listeners, when is someone considered overweight or obese? So we we typically use the BMI, which most are familiar with, using a comparison of height and weight. Mm-hmm. Um, overweight is considered to be a BMI from 25 to 30, okay. um, and and obesity is considered to be a BMI of greater than 30. Well, thank you for that explanation. Um, we've talked today about obesity and the role it may play on the severity of the COVID nineteen infection. What other complications generally arise with being obese? Well, these are the the things that, that I see a lot in my line of practice, which are high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, um, obstructive sleep apnea, joint pain, um, reflux, depression, um, it's a lot and, and quite a few more things. Yeah. 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 So sometimes by treating the the linchpin, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, we can improve quite a few things at once. Okay. Is it safe to close our conversation today by saying if you're overweight, uh, losing some of that weight might just protect you from severe illness and potential death brought on by COVID-19 infection? Yes, I think that is definitely the take-home message. We can all benefit from from either weight loss or or simply increasing activity and and focusing on a healthier diet. Okay. Is there anything else you'd want to add today, Laura? Um, I just want to say, you know, if if for anyone listening, if if you're one that has struggled, um, you're definitely not alone. And there are definitely um, programs and people out there that are willing and able to help um, here at our clinic, we don't just do bariatric surgery. We also um, coach people on lifestyle changes and uh, work in medical weight loss as well. And so we're really trying to expand uh, more comprehensive weight loss care, um, which is what's really needed right now. Right. Thank you for talking with us today, Laura. Absolutely. We really appreciate you taking the time. Laura Gintner is certified by the National Commission on Certification of Physician Assistants. She is a member of the American Academy of Physician Assistants and a member of the Obesity Medicine Association. She's also a member of the American Society for Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery. Thank you all for listening. To learn more about Baycare Clinic or to request an appointment, visit us online at baycare.net. Subscribe now to hear more Baycare Clinic podcasts.